I wasn't really a journaler because um, I had thought that I needed to focus on my classes to gain technical confidence. I didn't realize that taking a second to like write stuff out and write out my fears and then kind of see how absurd they were <laughs> would really help me ace my exams. Hi everyone, thanks for checking into the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, a space designed to inspire and highlight the stories of women of color in graduate school who are prioritizing their overall health and wellness while pursuing higher education. My name is Angela and I'm your host. Let's get started. So hey Ricky, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. How are you? I am doing well. Trying to make the most of the summer that I have left. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) Right. No, really. Because fall is soon approaching. Um, But as we make the most of this time, I wanted to say thank you for being here um, on the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast. You are one of the homies. And and so I'm really excited to talk with you today. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, ask me anything. Awesome. So I have a lot of questions about journaling. So we're going to get into that a little bit later. But for folks who don't know who you are, you should. um, I would just ask that you kick us off by telling us a little bit about yourself, what you're studying, and um, how far along you are in your program. Absolutely. So hi, everyone. I am Ricky. I am a Singaporean Indian international student currently pursuing my master's in aerospace engineering at Georgia Tech in Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States. And I actually did my bachelor's in aerospace engineering also in Georgia Tech in aerospace engineering. And I call myself a COVID graduate student because my intentions since sophomore year of my undergraduate degree were to not to go to graduate school right after graduating because I just felt as though my grades didn't measure up to what I thought they would need to be. And I didn't feel like I had really strong research experiences. And so having had challenging research experiences where I feel like I didn't put my best foot forward and didn't know how to navigate certain situations, um, as well as having a GPA that was below a 3.0, I really didn't think that um, graduate school was in the cards for me. However, uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic, um, my university decided to lower the bar for admittance to their um, graduate program where they said, if you have a 3.0, feel free to apply and then we will consider your application. And um, they would consider it without Uh, requiring a GRE essentially. And so something that I had told myself that I couldn't do for two whole years um, actually happened for me uh, in two days. So I applied to graduate school without the GRE um, with a 2.96 on a Monday and I got admitted to the program on a Wednesday. Um, And interestingly enough, Georgia Tech is um, like top five ranked for aerospace. And so I was... um, I had no intention to apply. It was very much my um, like backup option. Uh, had I not applied, I would have had to leave the country unemployed um, as an international student. So um, yeah, that's my that's my little spiel about graduate school. And oh. I can talk about yeah who I am and my interests after as well. 
No, I mean, that was really insightful because I didn't know all of that about you. <laughs> wow, I'm so glad the universe like kind of converged and worked in your favor. That's such a crazy story. Absolutely. And I think a really big arc since then has been understanding how to not self-reject myself and how um, a lot of my peers who did self-reject themselves actually did end up getting deported or did end up having to leave behind this life that they were creating for the past four years. So I'm really familiar with that opportunity cost of not um, advocating for yourself. Beautiful. So this, this is the perfect segue because the whole show and the whole Grad Girl Wellness brand is about how we can use our time in graduate school um, and our time pursuing higher education to, to better ourselves, right, personally and professionally. And so I'm curious to know if you could talk a little bit more about your experiences with wellness, like as you were going through this process. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess it would be helpful to paint a picture for the circumstances that I was in. So early uh, April, I was recruiting with three uh, aerospace companies that were startups, and all of them seemed like really good prospects that I had um, found and opportunities that I had really created for myself after receiving a really prestigious fellowship. So my mindset was that I would work at one of these places. However, with the pandemic, all of them stopped hiring, and I graduated um, on May 2nd without a job. And I had about till July to figure out either um, a work opportunity or graduate school or something for myself. Uh, otherwise I would have to go home. And it was um, a situation where I hadn't seen my parents for that whole semester. And I was also in a really uh, challenging place with the people that were surrounding me and my friendships because throughout my time in undergrad, I had surrounded myself with people who looked like me, but who didn't always necessarily think like me or weren't on the same page. Um, and sometimes those conversations led to what I now understand as bullying. And so I had a lot of experiences um, from friends who would say really snide remarks about um, my presence on social media uh, or what I wore or who I was talking to, things like that, that I now understand didn't really match my um, uh, values for friendships. And so I was, I felt very much alone and I had to rebuild and I was very grateful for um, the other friends that I did have um, who didn't always look like me, who were diverse in thought and um, how they looked and what their interests were. And so I had them and I had my boyfriend and I had an apartment. And so I made a little corner uh, in this apartment that I was uh, able to have for the summer. And I essentially started with what is called future self journaling. Um, I want to preface talking about future self journaling with the fact that um, the person who started it, Nicole LaPera, um, has been uh, cited for um, saying questionable things about um, anti-racism. And I want to hold space for recognizing that someone can produce good journaling prompts, but also have um, said questionable things that um, are not acceptable. And her recent book uh, also acknowledges that. So I think it's up to any listener to interpret um, what she said to 
um, the extent that they feel comfortable unpacking. But I actually started with what is called future self journaling. And the way future self journaling is set up is you select um, a trait that you would like to change. And then you can write down affirmations that provide evidence for why you think you can change that. And then you make certain promises to yourself. And after you do these three steps, there are prompts that help you um, keep that at the forefront of your brain every day. And so I can tell you a little bit about the prompts. So every day you would say, my daily affirmation is blank. Uh, today, I will shift my pattern of blank three traits my future self will have are the person I'm becoming will experience more. I have an opportunity to be my future self today when I, and when I think about who I'm becoming, I feel. And um, to whoever is listening to this, feel free to pause, go back, write this down, uh, or just Google future self journaling Nicole LaPera. And there are um, YouTube videos on this as well. And um, she walks through that. Um, so that's how I started. And um, a lot of what I was journaling about was my technical self-confidence. And so I would say um, my daily affirmation is um, I am incredibly technically minded. And then today I will shift my pattern of thinking that I am not worthy of a engineering job. Um, three traits my future self will have are uh, peace, confidence, and security, um, things like that. So that's really what started this process. Um, the other thing that started my wellness journey was I found uh, through pop culture, someone called Melissa Wood Health. And um, she has a uh, really good um, Pilates and meditation app. The focus is on low impact workouts, but I really, really loved her voice. And so I guess my takeaway from really enjoying her material is that for meditation specifically, find someone whose voice resonates with you because um, as a um, ethnically Indian um, person, I found it very difficult to connect with calm and headspace because they would use words in Sanskrit. And um, I think that really put me off because um, it was not being pronounced uh, how I would think that they should be pronounced as someone um, who, speaks a, uh, who speaks two languages that are based off of Sanskrit. Um, but a really good alternative to that is Shine that is created by uh, women of color and um, the audios of those meditations are from women of color. And so um, to really wrap up my response to this, I found journaling and meditation because um, I was either going to swim, uh, sink or I was going to swim and it was a way for me to survive. And since then, journaling and meditation has helped me uh, strengthen my relationships, find um, more fulfilling friendships. It's helped me find my dream job. And um, more recently through more journaling as an engineer on technical confidence, I've actually received a full-time offer a year prior to graduation, which means I will not in fact be deported, which is really lovely to know. Um, feel free to um, ask me anything else to unpack that. Yeah, no, okay. So I love how you ended. Now I can see like the full circle, right? <laughs> 
Um, there were there was so much in there, and I think I'll just pick one place to start. I love like your attention to like thinking about meditation. I know we're talking about journaling, but um, I just found an app called the Exhale app. And it's for women of color is created by Katara McCarty. And it's also the same idea that there weren't enough spaces uh, for meditation with folks that look like us, right? Because sometimes even though the intention is that this is for wellness, is this for us to take care of ourselves, there can still be some forms of like isolation or um, kind of this assumption of inclusion when that's not actually what is happening in practice with like the imagery and the language that they're using or the pronunciation, right? Um, so thank you for those resources because I'm gonna look those up now. Um, <laughs> um, and then the other question I had with, um, as it pertained to, future self journaling um was there like a time component associated with that or do you just kind of go until what you've written becomes reality yeah so i think um the thing with future self journaling um is that it helps you become open-minded to three concepts um hope possibility and limitlessness mm -hmm. and so i think what starts to happen is you recognize um how how you're feeling is shifting. And as someone who had this impending deadline of deportation, I realized that it wasn't so much as how I got into graduate school by a certain date, but it was how my um, thought process about my technical competence was changing. And when I felt like that shifted um, as I articulated my technical strengths for graduate school, I was able to then work on a new trait or an affirmation. And um, I can kind of be open and speak about what that new trait is. Um, it was about being an adult um, and being responsible. So um, I think it, I wrote stuff down like my daily affirmation is I am responsible. Um, and I say this because um, I grew up with uh, parents who were so uh, great at um, helping me out with so many things that I, you know, realized that I had, okay, I have to like do this by myself now. And um, this is really interesting because a lot of my um, peers of color have had to do a lot of things by themselves or have had to self-parent themselves. And um, even my like boyfriend who is not a person of color has had to self-parent himself, but um, that was not my experience. And so that was the next, um, you know, big thing that I started to chip away at. And currently I'm chipping away at um, the concept of worthiness and how my technical confidence um, or my body positivity is very much tied to um, these things from my past that gave me evidence of not feeling worthy in some sort of way. So I've been using all of the resources I know, podcast episodes, journaling, meditation, to really hone in on the worthiness surrounding my body and then my technical confidence and how I'm articulating my strengths um, at work, research, uh, and school. Mm -hmm. No, so I, I like this idea that future self journaling can like move with you, right? Like, and you can also like see your progress and your evolution um, over time. And so it's really helpful. I think for, I imagine for some folks who might feel a little intimidated by journaling, this is like an extremely useful framework um, to get started to do so. Awesome. Um, okay, I just have like a, per, a 
a random question, but had you journaled before this? Like, was this a part of your wellness practice or were you not a journaler? Yeah, so I wasn't really a journaler because um, I had thought that I needed to focus on my classes to gain technical confidence. I didn't realize that taking a second to like write stuff out and write out my fears and then kind of see how absurd they were (laughs) would really help me ace my exams. And so that was the really crazy thing is like taking out about like 15, 20 minutes out of my day to do a little bit of journaling, a little bit of meditation really helped me change my identity from a 2.96 student to actually a 4.0 graduate student. I realized how actually spending a little bit of time uh, on personal development wasn't taking away from the energy that I was pouring into these classes. And I think what's really interesting is I was surrounded by a lot of my peers who um, weren't struggling in school. And if they weren't struggling, they weren't seeking resources. And if they weren't seeking resources, then I felt like by comparing myself to them, I didn't need to either. I I thought that there was only one way to go about it. And I think that's what trips people up where they think that uh, like using extra tools makes them weaker. I don't think they realize how it makes them come out much stronger. Um, And I guess that's what I try to do with my platform. It's it's to say, this can be your X factor. Like this is the thing that helps you break through, that helps you come into your own, um, helps you have your own voice. And um, I think what's interesting is not everyone wants to do that. Not everyone wants to have an X factor or uh, change something around them. um, And that's okay. Um, But I, I guess in my mind, I wanted to and um, I wanted to come out stronger and yeah, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. And, and, and we appreciate it. Um, and I like this idea of, of having a toolbox and like having resources or, um, relying on various things around you doesn't make you weak. Cause like, in fact, no one is born with tools. Right. Um, and, uh, every, every person offers something else. So why not kind of like broaden your skill set by relying on, on other people and what type, what, a, what type of insight they have to offer you. Um, and so I think that's, that's a really useful um, insight there. Um, and so it's kind of like, you can build a recipe. Like when you were talking about meditation and journaling, I was like, oh, okay, like pick and choose what you like and, and what works for you. Um, Awesome. Okay. So you mentioned your platform and I know um, on your page, website, et cetera, um, you have a journal with me monthly series. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think something that was um, important to me after I started this practice and I started to see its benefits was that I wanted to share it with people in STEM because a lot of them were burnt out and um, in my university and other universities, folks in STEM uh, often received emails about suicide prevention. And so this was very, very important to me in terms of championing better mental health. And I started to do journal with me sessions to show them how they can use these prompts to work through challenging classes, challenging research experiences. And a lot of them would be open-ended questions like what fears do I have about X? And I would try to give examples from my time in undergrad, even though I was a graduate student, 
And I would also try to provide um, examples um, for young professionals. So it could be about asking for a raise, it could be asking your manager a question, literally the act of just writing something down to work through it, I think is much healthier than to stew in it and for your brain to feel like it's a um, crock pot. <laughs> so um, that's how that started. And what eventually ended up happening was uh, organizations in the aerospace community particularly began to reach out to me to do workshops with their students. And I really appreciate that because I think there was um, this tipping point or this activation energy point where I felt like it became less of something that was weird that or weird or quirky thing that I did. And it became something that was uh, cool or enticing. I think that is absolutely awesome that you created this space for other people, right? To kind of process um, their feelings through journaling. Um, okay, so I, and I imagine maybe this is a part of the presentations that you do. And so I, I assume there are some folks who are listening who are interested in journaling, maybe like journal curious, but don't necessarily know um, where to start. So as our you know, in-house expert, I would just ask if you could offer a few tips on folks who want to practice, well, who want to incorporate journaling as part of their wellness practice. Absolutely. So I think one of the best things is if they were to look at um, a post on my website. My website um, notes can be put on the uh, episodes notes, I bet, like the, the URL for my website can be put on there. But my website is called uh, abalancingact.com. So a hyphen balancing hyphen act.com. And my most recent post uh, was written in 2020. And it was about um, maintaining perspective throughout 2020. And that post is a comprehensive blog post about my morning routine. And it has everything from the gratitude journal, the five minute journal, which has uh, quick questions about gratitude. Um, it has the future self journaling prompts. It has manifesting journaling prompts. So that's, those are the resources that gave me um, the language to be able to put questions down on paper to be able to respond as an engineer to them. On that blog post, there's also a app called the Mimi Method app. So that's M-I-M-I -I method. And that app has a lot of um, meditations as well as what the creator of it calls writing meditations. So you can have a um, goal setting meditation and essentially what it is is it's her reading out like journaling prompts with music with it and um the creator of it is only 24 and um while she isn't a stem student i found a lot of those questions really useful and helpful um and so these three resources um or four resources so the gratitude journaling future self journaling manifestors journal and the mimi method app gave me the language to put down questions on a whiteboard in front of me or i have a cork board in front of me and then um after that i was able to unpack those questions into um, the situation I was in. So I would basically append whatever situation as a young professional or as a um, international student or as a researcher, 
at the tail end of the question. So for example, if one of these resources is, is saying, um, you know, um, what theories about yourself are holding you back right now? I would say, what theories are holding you back right now in research? Or going even deeper, what theories about yourself are holding you back right now in presenting on machine learning for next Wednesday? So um, that's how I would break it down. It's like you can make a really big question really specific and you can also zoom out. So you can both zoom in and zoom out with these general questions. I think it's about being open-minded um, and being willing to use this as a tool to process things. Um, and I think I needed to do pen to paper because if you recall when I painted a picture for you, there weren't a lot of people around me who I could who I felt comfortable talking to about what I was going through. Um, and now since then that's changed and I have a lot of friends um, and like virtual friends like yourself who understand um, why this is important to me. Awesome, yeah, I definitely had a question about like the logistics of this. Are you, are you writing this? Sometimes people use their phone and like there's, you know, various research or opinions about like what is most effective um, to do that. But it's useful to hear how you one, make questions specific to you and your situation. And then also um, what type of like methods or mediums you're using to, to write down your responses. Yes, Which and um, sometimes I also get questions about where I purchase my journals from. Um, so I like to do it pen to paper and um, I just love to chat about some of the tools. So I realized that uh, notebooks that are about the size of an A4 piece of paper are uh, the best for me. I really love a larger journal than a smaller journal um, for all of the prompts that I do right now because I do it both uh, morning and night. And so I will either split an A4 piece of paper into half and half where it's on one single A4 page, like. I have morning prompts and night prompts, or I will do it um, front and back. So that same A4 page in the notebook will have morning prompts on one side and night prompts for the other side. Um, places to purchase this in the United States um, include places like TJ Maxx or your Publix, your grocery store or Barnes and Noble. Um, uh, you can also purchase those equivalents online, wherever. And I also use um, like colorful pens. So I'll have like a pink or a green pen for the questions. And then I'll have a blue or a black regular like gel pen uh, to respond to those questions. That is really interesting. So like, <laughs> I was also gonna ask you like a question about frequency. And so you, you kind of answered this with this idea of like folding the paper, doing front and back. And for me, I, I would just, I often just write like morning and then night, like in the margins. Um, but it's, it's helpful to hear other ways of, of going about this, especially um, like with the color-coded pencils, like that's, or pens rather. That's really Yeah, and the passion planner, online um they also have a lot of great stickers to make um just this exercise really fun and i try to journal every morning and every night and there are moments where or like there are times when i feel like i can't put any thoughts down on paper but i'll usually always go back and write down what i was doing because i think it's invaluable to be able to look back at old journals and see the dates yeah Oh, for sure. I have journals from when I was like in middle school and I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love these ideas. Thank you so much for all of these resources and gems and stories that you gave us. Like, I always learn something when I talk to you. I really do. I truly, truly <laughs> appreciate you so much. This is the wellness circle. You know, shout out to Natalia um, <laughs> coming to coming, you know, in, in community once again. So I really appreciate that. Um, so at this point in the podcast, what we often do is a lightning round. And this is just where you say the first thing that pops into your head. You don't have to think about it too much. Just just go with what comes to your mind. Sound good? Cool. All right, so um, the first one is, if you could, please provide three words to describe wellness in graduate school. Yeah, I would have to say um, worthiness, alignment, and authenticity. Beautiful. All right, question number two. What are two invaluable resources that have helped you in your wellness journey? I would say finding an accountability buddy to do your personal development work with you and a accountability chart that helps you check off when you've done it because oftentimes when we need it the most, we are ignoring it and we have blank pages in our journal. So I think accountability as a human and as a spreadsheet or some sort of paper column uh, situation system whatever that works for you mm -hmm. that that's big accountability is so important um and so lastly um the last question is if you could please provide us with one piece of advice to, to listeners and i would orient this towards women of color in graduate school who are thinking about journaling um as a form of self-care yeah i think i would say that um wellness and personal development and journaling is essential to your success, however, which way you define it. And that um, not, uh, not taking up wellness practices will be a disservice um, to you in the future. And so the faster that you can feel open-minded towards it and its benefits will help you holistically in every area of your life. And um, there are so many benefits that you can essentially reap from these practices. And for me, it was a matter of survival, uh, having a really good mental health practice um, has made me face so many challenges and I can now look at the parts of me that feel scary to look at um, with so much more confidence. And um, to me, through this practice, life has become a little bit more colorful. It was like I it was like I was wearing these rose tinted glasses and I thought that was how it was supposed to be, but it's like I've taken it off and it's become brighter and like more crystal clear. Um, so that's my advice. 
That's beautiful. I want everyone listening to this to experience that, right? <laughs> to be able to, to see all of the colors and the vibrancies and experience all of that that life truly does have to offer them. Um, so yeah. on that note, um, Ricky, if people want to continue to learn from you and with you, um, where can they find you? Yeah, so they can find me at Ricky Roy on Instagram. So that's R-I-K-H-I-R-O-Y on Instagram. I also have a website that talks a little bit about myself and my interests and who I am. So that's um, rickyroy.com. So again, R-I-K-H-I-R-O-Y. And on that website, you will find my blog as well, which is a balancing act dot com and um my website has a contact form or um i can like you can contact me through email on instagram and yeah awesome so i'm sure there will be folks who reach out to you ricky i just want to say again thank you for being here this was a really great conversation i learned a lot and um i look forward to seeing what you do in the future thank you so much for having me on no problem that's all I have for you on this episode. I hope that you heard something that inspires you along your wellness journey. And if so, share it with a friend. Until next time, take care.